And I feel like we wait so much as performers for that contract to then tell us we're a performer, for that that job, that callback, that whatever it is to then tell us that we are worthy to be in this business. And we are worthy before we get the contract. So even as a choreographer, I hope to one day make people feel in the room that they are worthy to be in the room, even if I don't give them the job. Hey there, welcome to Theater Life Uncensored, where we peel back the curtain and reveal to you what's really working in today's industry for theater artists just like you. That means you get to hear and learn how to surpass your career goals sooner and enjoy an easier, more peaceful life along the way. I'm your host, Jim Cooney, a New York City-based director, choreographer, and I am also the founder of Amplified Artists, a membership community for theater professionals from performers to producers and everyone in between, helping you create a career and life you love. Today, I'm talking to Laura Pierpont, who is the creator of Cut Dancers of New York. This is a dance company that puts up videos featuring dancers who are not currently booked so they can continue working on their skills, they can feel part of a community, and they can get video footage for their reels, social media, and website. Now, I love this idea, and so I knew I had to get Laura on the show to talk about this. Now, that's just one thing Laura does. She's also a performer, and she works for a biohacking gym, which, if you don't know what that is, I didn't either but you will know what it is by the time you get done listening to this episode. So for any of you who do multiple things, I think you're going to get a lot out of hearing how Laura aligns all the things that she does into one lane so that she can make really smart decisions with her time, energy, and the actions that she takes. But there's so many other good little morsels in this episode, like what ultimate career fulfillment looks like, how taking a leap will always serve you, and why changing your mindset around money will help you invest in yourself. So there's a lot to discuss. But before we do, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player so you're the very first to know when the next episode is released. And while you're there, I would be so very grateful if you could give the podcast a five-star rating and leave a positive review. It really does help people find out about this podcast so it can help more people like it's helping you. Now, one of the biggest topics I get asked about is branding. How do I know my brand? How do I create it? How do I make it stand out so people want to hire me? So to help you with this, I've put together a free guide and worksheet walking you through a three-part formula that clarifies your brand. You can grab it for free on my website at jimcooney.me forward slash branding. Again, that is jimcooney.me forward slash branding. And I'll include the link in the show notes. By the way, if you want to connect outside of this episode, you can follow me on Instagram at JimCooneyNYC. Pop on over there and say hello. All right, so now let's hop over to my conversation with Laura Pierpont. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, thank you. Um, just to start off, I like to always ask people to describe what they do, especially I'm curious with you because you do so many different things. So. How do you describe yourself to someone when, uh, when you're first meeting them and, and who's, as who you are as an artist? Okay. Well, first and foremost, my name's Laura. Uh, yes, I am a performer in the city. I am a dancer, actress, singer, and a really, really loving, wanting to do more with choreography. So I want to be a choreographer as well. Assistant, full-fledged choreographer. Uh, and I also run a passion project called Cut Dancers of New York. Cool. And so tell us a little bit about Cut Dancers of New York. Like, how did you start it? What's its mission? All that good stuff. Well, my tagline for Cut Dancers of New York is celebrating the failures. And I say failures like that for a reason. 
failures on their way to successes. So it's all about helping people who are not currently booked, not currently working or have a job lined up or at feel like they're still involved in the theater community and still mm-hmm. going to rehearsals, still getting to do a video, still getting to, you know, meet friends, have all that fun stuff in the community. Because I feel like we connect success with how many jobs you've booked constantly. And if you're not booking, then you're not a part of theater or dance, musical theater, whatever it is you're involved in. And that's not true. So I try to do this like in-between state to try to help people know that they are still all deserving of mm-hmm. being in the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I feel like a similar, I mean, that's part of why I started Amplified Artists too, is to have a, people feel like they're part of a community, whether you're working or not, because, you know, it's very rare for someone, unless you're in like a long running Broadway show and you keep renewing your contract, it's very rare for anyone who is a performer, but even as a director, or choreographer, composer, like it's very rare that you're just like working 365 days a year. So it's great that there are, you know, what you're doing and other communities like this out there that people feel like they can be part of something. Um, you, you said you are trying to be a choreographer, like wanting to be a choreographer, but aren't you the one choreographing all of the cut dancers of New York? Like, aren't you cut, like choreographing those pieces? Yes, you're correct. I am. <laughs> yes, I am one. <laughs> well, it's funny, like we have these, you know, these fears of like using labels uh, or words because we feel like there has to be like some kind of like you have to get paid a certain amount to do it or you have to work at a certain level of a theater to do it and um, you know I always say like if you just go by the definition of the word like well, a choreographer is someone who makes dances a director is someone who directs a show if you've done it once like you are that word so this is like this is like my mission to help people feel more empowered by you know like what what they do um, <clears throat> what like what is your like what is your fear of of saying like you're just a choreographer or is that like one of the challenges you feel like with cut dancers of new york like do you feel that that's like getting that off the ground and like people didn't quote unquote know you as a choreographer so you had to like establish yourself as that or or, how, or did you just not care you just like well i'm just gonna do it anyway because it's for fun or like how did you get like the courage and motivation to do it for cut dancers of new york honestly i didn't care i just want to put my work out there awesome so that wasn't a fear of oh, I'm not known enough or I'm not good enough or anything like that. I know that I have good work in me. And so that's why I was like, let's create an outlet that helps other performers, that helps myself. Um, anyone that wants to join, I'm just going to put it out there because I, I know it's good. I know it's fun. I love doing it. It's so fun. That's great. So you never had any like, like nerves by like putting out the notice of like, you know, for people to come audition or like when you posted the work online, it was just very... Because it was like fun for you, it wasn't like there was no fear ever. Well, it started honestly with more friends. So I don't Mm -hmm. hold auditions for any of my videos. Whoever wants to be a part of them is more than welcome. Uh, So when I first started, it was it was me just asking my friends, and there was a little fear in the sense of my friends saying no, of course, Uh, because even. Even in college, when I did things or I wanted to put on a certain show or I wanted to do things for like the theater club I was president of, uh, there's always this fear that like no one's going to show up or no one else is going to think it's a good idea. Uh, And I had a lot of that fear in college. So one of my things when I moved to the city was to leave that in college. So I really pushed myself in asking friends for this cut dancers Mm -hmm. 
work passion project would be like, no, just ask because people probably want to do it more than you even want to do it. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Everyone jumped right on board and it yeah. was cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how we like people say, well, I don't know how to start this. And I'm like, literally you just ask. I mean, it's like that simple because you don't have to like be a container for their emotions. They can decide if they want to do it or not. Like you don't need to like hold that space for them. Like you can just make the, the question or make the ask to them. And then they're, it's up to them to decide yes or no. And I feel like a lot of times with directors, choreographers, we'll put that like responsibility on us. Like, well, we don't want someone to be, feel like they're being taken advantage of or like these kinds of things. And so it's, it's good to like hear that, you know, all you did was ask and then look at what happened. Like now this is blossomed in this amazing thing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So how do you, um, how do you manage your time between performing still and then running this company and creating these dances and putting these, these, um, videos together? It has been hard. That's been the biggest challenge. Unfortunately, the biggest challenge has been financially, uh, because I do, uh, of course I pay the videographer and if they're editing as well, if I have to pay for the space or the personal space, if there's any certain costumes people don't have, like for the last one we did groom grinning ghosts. And of course I bought everyone masks, I bought the makeup, uh, that gets very difficult because um, I'm not making anything from these videos, obviously. And I want to get to the point where I can pay my dancers. I hate the mm -hmm. fact that I cannot pay them right now. Right. Uh, just because we're working, you should be paid for your work. And I fully believe that. Uh, but luckily, I have amazing friends who just want to do it because they want to do it. But I will get to the point where I can pay them. Yeah. Uh, that's been the hardest. Actually, combining auditioning and cut dancers has been easier than I thought because even when I'm in the audition room of course I'm getting ready whatever it's singing dancing whatever it's about to be but I always have in my mind other ways to make that audition room into like a dance video so like that's where <laughs> I came from it literally starts in Ripley Greer and then it goes out to the world. Right. And I have another one that I'm working on right now that's going to start in probably Rickley Beer again or Open Jar if they'll let me. We'll see who lets me do things. Uh, but I was always constantly thinking of that, different things that happen in the audition room. It's like, oh, I never thought about that. Can that be in one of my videos? Do other people deal with it? Um, seeing my friends or even myself, of course, when we get cut, the conversations that we have, what do we do afterwards? Is there another audition to go to, or is this it for the day? So everything I kind of draw from that experience to then put into my cut dances of New York. So that's actually been wonderful to draw mm -hmm. on. That's great. So one of the things we talk about in Amplified Artists is like aligning all of the different things you do, whether they're creative or not, things you do to make money uh, into like one lane so that your work all like benefits and like you're working smarter, not harder, basically. And also that you get your goals faster because you have all these different avenues that are kind of pursuing you to like your main, like kernel of like who you are as an artist. So it's really cool to hear when you're, you're saying about you as a choreographer and then you as a performer, that it's really infusing the work of each other. Do you feel like you have, like, how would you describe like your ultimately creative like fulfillment or your creative goal? Like what would be like your dream? Like if all these things could kind of converge, like what's your like ultimate? I feel like I have so many different goals, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, no, that's so great. I mean, most that I do because of course one of my goals, I want to dance on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I want to I be you know up on that Broadway stage. Uh, I also, as a choreographer side of it, 
course I want to choreograph, but I would love to also to choreograph for Disney. And that's something that kind of connect as like a performer, hopefully that grows into it with that company one day. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh gosh. I feel like I can name a thousand things of like, this is all that I want to do, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like what, it's a good question for people of like, what, what makes you creatively fulfilled? Like, is it being in the rehearsal process? Is it like entertaining audiences? Is it like changing the world through your art? Like I think for people to find that for themselves, it, it helps align kind of like all your goals and like everything you're doing to like, it also, I think helps you decide like yes or no for like, do I want to, do this project yes or no like is it going to align with what i'm doing is it going to help me get to my goals faster so it's a good barometer for that too yes i think as a as a choreographer because i am a choreographer so, uh, i am i'm definitely someone and this is also what cut dancers does or what i would love it to do is telling people that they are worthy they are deserving to be in the room and I feel like we wait so much as performers for that contract to then tell us we're a performer. Yes. Waiting for that, that job, that callback, that whatever it is to then tell us that we are worthy to be in this business. Mm-hmm. And we are worthy before we get the contract. Right. So even as a choreographer, I hope to one day make people feel in the room that they are worthy to be in the room, even if I don't give them the job. Right. Uh, I've always felt that as a performer, I've definitely made the connection of like, am I intimidated by this person, scared by this person? Do I not feel that? And then the choreographers in the room that I do feel that by. And of course, I'm going to feel more drawn to the the choreographers that I already feel worthy, even if they don't book me. So I always try to, with cut dancers, and when I do get to start doing this, um, on bigger levels, I try to always draw into that line of, I, I want to be the choreographer that makes everyone who walks into that room feel like a dancer, feel mm-hmm. worthy to be in the room and feel like I could book them if I had the space. Right. That's what I always try to draw from. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a good point because I, I know like when I have to do in-person auditions and I'm like, I really wish there was like a hundred slots open in the show. I mean, as a producer could afford it. Cause like, there's so many good people that come in and it, like the casting is such a like a jigsaw puzzle it's just like it could go so many different ways like you have one person that's like a certain height and so then you need to find a partner that's that height for them and then it's like then we have like so many couples that look like this we need to have some other couples that look like that like different heights different like er- everything and it's just like it and like if one person says no to like they can't do it because they have a conflict then like you have to go back and redo it all like it's it's, um, I always say to performers, if you could just be on the casting side and see what goes on behind the scenes, like it would make you feel a lot better because you realize like, yes, you have to have talent. There is a certain level of that, but the conversation quickly turns into just more like the logistical side of things. And like, if you need someone to cover another role, like, okay, they have to be able to sing that well, they have to be able to act that well, or, or, or play that age or whatever it may be. So it's like, that that's why I just I agree with you. It's like you want everyone to feel valued because you know that like most of the people in there aren't going to book the job and has zero to do with their talent. It's because of everything else that's going on. And so it's hard to like cut people and say like, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't the show for you, uh, at least right at this time or whatever, because like you know that like in any other like production of that show, they would be killer in the show. But it's just like in this like current iteration of like everything you're putting together, the you know the the puzzle didn't work out. So. Yeah. I think that's awesome right here. Say it again. Just you, just, you can't take things personally. Yeah. Things like that. And it's that, I mean, that took me a while to 
learned too. I didn't move to the city and know that immediately. Yeah. We've been through years, but yeah, it's crazy that you guys do so much. So you said one of your, or, or you, your biggest challenge you said was the, the financial aspects of raising the money or paying the dance, um, paying for like the costumes and, and uh, filming and all that kind of stuff. How are you raising the money for that? Is this just all self-funded? Are you getting sponsorships? Are you getting like donations or how are you managing that? On me. Uh, and I actually haven't, that's also on me in the sense of I haven't asked really. I have not asked for the scholarships or the donations or people to help just because maybe that's a fear. Maybe that's an internal fear I got to work through um, of not really thinking that anyone would help me with this. Uh, so no, it's, it's all been out of my own pocket. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that, you know, I totally sympathize with dancers right now who are like, I have to rent my own rehearsal space. And like, I don't agree that that should have to happen for self tapes. However, it's like directors, choreographers, composers, writers, like every other person in, in the circle of making a show does have to pay for their own space and like put their own work out there. And like, they, it, you know, it's, it's part of the business is like you have to spend the money to make the money now obviously the choreographer is going to generally make more money than the dancers so like okay that's fine that they're going to spend more money up front hopefully they'll get that money recouped back later uh and again like i i don't feel like dancers should have to pay for their space but it it is something that i feel like people don't think about of how much money choreographers do lay out for pre-production for their spaces like to help the dancers like just to buy them lunch for coming in or whatever it may be the filming costs, the lighting costs, the editing costs, like all the things you were mentioning. So, you know, I think that that's a real struggle that you're, you're talking about. Um, yeah. And I would say like, ask like what you're doing is so inspirational. It's helping so many artists that, uh, people want to get behind that. And, you know, the answer, like, if you don't ask the answer is no. Right. So like you, and I think like, it's the same thing with amplified artists. We, you know, I was approached by someone, um, about sponsoring an artist and I was like blown away and like moved by that. And then like all of a sudden, once I started telling people that someone had done this, then they were like, well, I want to do it. I want to do it. And like all these people just started like donating money to sponsor these scholarships. We have an amplified artist. So it's like, I, I was like really surprised by how much people did want to give. Um, but I think like people love to contribute to the arts in so many different ways. Some people like to give it to theaters. Some people like to give it directly to the artist, sponsor scholarships, all these different kinds of things. So um, I think, yeah, definitely you should, you should ask and see if you get something from it. Yeah. You, you yourself were on scholarship at Amplified Artists, right? For this past year. Um, I'm curious, like, so like, let's flip the script. Cause I, I think that it's good for people who are interested in sponsoring artists to know like what, what that does for someone. So if someone was thinking about sponsoring a, a scholarship for Amplified Artists, so if, if people are watching or listening, don't understand how this works, we have uh, people who anonymously donate money to sponsor artists for a full year of Amplified Artists. They pay for their whole membership fee for them to um, be part of the community, do all the training, come to the workshops, the events, all that stuff, um, which is amazing. It's like, it's like so beautiful that people are, are sponsoring artists like this. So if someone is thinking about doing that, can you share a little bit about like, what did that mean for you to have someone that you don't even know put up money for you to you know, be part of this community for a year? Like what, what does that help you do? I was so excited. It's just amazing also to think, yes, yeah, since they're anonymous, uh, that someone else who I don't even know already believes in me yeah. uh, with things. It's just amazing. I know even from the scholarship, I actually got an email from Bahir Glee, 
the queen by me, is who sent me the email saying, hey, Jim is doing this Amplified Artist Scholarship. She sent it to, it wasn't only to just me, it was a couple of people. Um, but say, you should apply if you're interested, do this stuff. Uh, so yeah, Aspire tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> so that's even how I learned about it was, was through an email from uh, Queen Bee. But uh, it brought me to a whole new community that I didn't even know really existed. Um, I'd seen your posts, Jim, on, uh, on Instagram and everything, but they're always so inclusive too. They're not just so specific to Amplified Artists. It's like, oh, well, I can also watch his post. But there's this whole new section that I did not know existed of courses and videos that are recorded and different talks with people, you know, all the meeting everyone together through Zoom. Uh, right now still a little bit but uh this whole new community of help that I just didn't know existed and it was wonderful to be able to to watch other people's choreography reels get help with my choreography reel see what other people are asking even about like headshots resumes things that we think that we should just already know when we move here and what we're doing things that you know sometimes it's good to go back and get a second opinion a third opinion a fourth opinion uh it's been great. It's been, it's been very hopeful too. It gives me a lot of hope. It gives me a lot of possibility of mm -hmm. everyone's doing. And I love when everyone then books and we share it and then we celebrate each other. It's just yeah. so cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I love, I love that you said hope. And I think that that's like, that's what we all need. And especially like with the war going on, at least at the time of this recording, the war is happening and um, coming out of the pandemic and like there's just been a lot and like the politics in America like there's just a lot to deal with and so like having hope for any of us is like it's so helpful um yeah so I, I if someone's listening that does want to sponsor an artist like I I'll put a link in this page where where you um are watching or listening to this so you can learn more about how to sponsor an artist but it you know we'd appreciate any help that you can give us to help help artists out um you decided now to, so you were uh, on scholarship this first year, and now you've decided to join on your own, fully funding it yourself for a full another year. And to me, like that is a huge win because if you, it, and also like just to say too, like the scholarship is not just about financial means. If you feel like your opportunities have been limited for any reason, race, gender, sexuality, physical ability, location, like literally anything, uh, it doesn't need to be a financial based thing. However, like, during the pandemic, a lot of artists did struggle with their finances. And so for someone to be on a scholarship and then be able to fully fund a full year because you pay for that, if you are joining for a year, you pay for that all up front. That to me is like an amazing arc in one year for, for like you to go through that journey. So did you have any kind of mindset shifts about money? Did you have any kind of mindset shifts about like investing in yourself or what, like what? like gave you like, I guess, like the courage or the permission to be like, oh yes, this is something I can do. Definitely the investing in myself part of it. Uh, I just, there's so much more that I still want to learn. I still want to meet more people through this, uh, through this, why can't I think of the word right now? Through Amplified Artists platform. There we go, Word through the platform. <laughs> um, there's still more to learn. And especially because yes, I had this scholarship through the pandemic. Uh, now more theaters popping up and more things are popping up. It's still something I want to be a part of to ask questions, to answer other people's questions, to, to get help with certain things and keep building my career. The courses and the different talks that 
thank goodness you record because I can't make most of them um, of the Zoom interviews and everything. I I think that's worth more than the money that I'm going to pay for the year. I just want to keep up with it. It's very, very good information. And just like what we said before, it's hope, it's inspiration, and it keeps keeps my motivation up too of like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'll do it. So I don't yeah. lose. Well, I also think that, um, you know, because you can do the monthly membership if you just want to have like smaller monthly installments, that's totally fine. You can come and go as you please. But there's something about the people who are here for the full year or purchase of a membership for a full year. Like there's just a different level of investment because it's like they've put the money down. They know they have this year, um, you know, and most of people who have, you know, done the first year have already like uh, joined again for the second year. So it's fine to keep, keep it going. But I feel like that when you make that commitment of like, okay, I'm going to be here for a year or at least a year, like you dive in in a different way versus like the monthly people who it's like, well, you know, I'm going to keep it going. Why, you know, I can afford it or whatever. And that's fine. Like that, that's why that's there. So people that, that can make those decisions for themselves. But I think, like I said, like there's just a different level of commitment when you choose to invest yourself in, in yourself for a year, like people just show up to the calls differently. Um, I can just see by the questions they ask, it's just like a different level of um, commitment. So I think that like you saying that you've had that transformation for yourself or that you feel like you can invest in yourself more, like that's awesome. Because I don't even mean for Amplified Artists, I just mean in life when you see that for yourself and you can believe in that for yourself, um, I think it just, it opens up so many doors like in your, um, like in your own mind of like what's possible. Right. Yeah, when I think back of the things that I just did or the leaps that I took, they always paid off. It was always something that sent me to something else, which set me up for something else, which then did this thing for me. Yeah. So that's what I wish. I'm like, you know what? Just do it. Just do it. It's going to be great. And that's how Cut Dancers was too. I mean, that was a huge yeah. leap. And I've gotten so much more out of that than I ever would have thought. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it blew me. I already had heard of it before you applied for a scholarship. I already knew what it was. But then when you talked about it in your I mean, I got teared up listening to you talk about it in your um, application for the scholarship. And like, it made me want to go like watch all the videos again. And like, it, it just, it is very, it's a beautiful thing what you're doing. So congrats on that. It's awesome. I know. I can't wait to make more videos. It's been a minute because of, you know, the world, everything. You know, pandemic, things like yeah, that. <laughs> little thing that happened to all of us. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to make more videos. I literally have my choreography book, like just ready to go. Yeah. I love to what you said about you weren't nervous because it was just fun for you and you didn't care about what the outcome was. You didn't care about what people thought. This was something fun for you to do. And I wonder if we could like just bottle that up for like all the things we want to do in our life and just look at the fun and the joy that it brings you instead of like the the actual finished like outcome and what people are going to think about that. Because who who really cares what people think? If it brings you joy, then you're doing it for yourself, you know? So I think that's awesome that you recognize that and if people can, you know, have that in their mind as well when they're getting nervous about things like, you know, I'm doing this because I like to do it. I think we forget that we we're in this business because we love theater. That's why we're doing it. Yep. Um, switching gears a little bit. So you started working at Portal, which is a biohacking gym, which I don't even really know what that means. So can you explain it to at least me personally and then anyone else who wants to know? Yes. Um, do not worry, because when I started working for this company, I did not know either. Uh, so before the pandemic, it was called Hacked, uh, was this biohacking gym. And then through everything, pandemic, things changed. Now it's called Portal. Uh, so I've been working there since before the pandemic, technically. Uh, and yes, it is a biohacking gym, wellness 
all of the wonderful things that we all need, even if we don't make time for it in our lives. So basically with, with the fitness aspects, instead of spending two hours in the gym, how can we condense the workout to still get the absolute best workout for your body, but then still have time to go enjoy your day? And be with your friends, your family, your kids, your, you know, whatever you have, instead of spending the two hours, one hour, whatever it may be, because you like have to do a bicep curl, you know? Mm -hmm. So the ARX is the, the machine that we have there for fitness. And it's only a 25 minute session and you only need to do it twice a week. So there cuts down your time to work out drastically so you can go enjoy your life more. Um, and along with enjoying your life more, we have a lot of wellness aspects a lot of recovery aspects as well so as a dancer i really love those mm -hmm. uh that again help you get back and and perform at your 100 percent best faster mm -hmm. that's awesome so one of my questions was going to be like how do you fit that in on top of performing and uh and choreographing too but it seems like if it's 25 minutes twice a week that's an easy thing to kind of squeeze into your schedule yes i'm making that assumption i don't know if that is the case or not well, I wish that was my schedule. No, I, I definitely do work a big chunk of hours per day. Um, that has been hard. That's been a new thing right now, which I'm trying to to juggle. Um, and we're trying to figure out hours. And, and luckily my boss, Pam, uh, she is amazing. And she is very, very good with understanding that my first thing is theater and she supports that fully. So we're working on hours right now so that I'm still fully supported in the theater aspect, as well as, you know, doing my my job to make to make some money mm. so that's been very nice is having a good ball yeah well it's also like going back to the that idea of like aligning all the things you're doing like you're the fitness that you're doing like you're not trying to just be like this bodybuilder like you're okay this is like i'm gonna get the best workout i can for the smallest amount of time or shortest amount of time we also have the recovery things of which you hit on like as a dancer that really helps you so i think it's like just making these smart decisions for yourself which is what you're doing is like thing for people listening or watching it's like you know looking at the things you're doing in your life and what's really adding to your life and what's actually giving you stress and taking the time away and it sounds like so obvious on the surface but we end up like doing things in a routine and we just don't even really think about why we're doing some of these things so yeah I think again like just to commend you that you know you always are making these really smart decisions and like the choices you're making are funneling you into the same you know avenue which is great well, thank you. It's definitely trial and error. It's not, it's not easy. Um, but yes, it's, it's been nice to have this outlet as well. And I love training people. So that's yeah. just for me. Yeah. And I think some, like you said, trial and error, some things are going to fail, but it's having that courage to keep trying something new and to keep going, you know, beyond what you think is like the status quo for yourself and seeing if there's something else out there. So we talked a lot about your choreography and stuff. I wanted to talk about you as a performer as well, because that obviously is a big part of what you do too. Um, and you mentioned like, you know, obviously you want to work on Broadway or dance on Broadway. You said, what's like, like for like this coming year, like, what are you trying to work on? Like, what direction are you going in? Like, are you, you know, back into class a lot because the pandemic is or we're coming out of the pandemic at least. I, hopefully we are um or are you like back full audition mode now or like what's your like current life like so unfortunately i've actually dealt with a back injury for a year i actually heard it during grim gritting ghost during the cut dancers uh because i decided to do a dive roll on like dirt i shouldn't have done it but i was really excited and it, the shot looks really cool so kind of <laughs> 
But uh, it's now in my choreography reel. Proud of it. I can never not use that take now because it yeah. injured. So I like to make it worth yes. it. Um, <laughs> but so I've kind of I've had a back injury for a while. I've been in PT, so I haven't been in as many dance classes as I want, uh, which means I haven't really been auditioning as much as I want. So that's that's been hard. But we're coming on the other end of it now. I can like feel it getting better. So now I'm definitely in, I need to get back to class mode and I'm still auditioning. I've been auditioning throughout the entire pandemic as much as I can, probably a lot more singing than dancing right now, just because of my back, mm -hmm. uh, which has also been fun to kind of also place myself as more of a singer too. So that's actually been a great thing, uh, a little blessing in disguise there. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm definitely in performer auditioning dance class mode while also trying to, you know, continue to enjoy my regular life outside of all the theater things, uh, looking for contracts, all that kind of stuff, looking for chance to choreograph. Yeah. Just kind of right where I am, honestly, going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. Good way. What, so you have like the unique perspective of being like on this phrase, like on both sides of the table, right? So like you're auditioning and then you're choreographing. So, and you've already touched on this a little bit that you, we're getting like ideas for your choreography from being as a performer, but I'm just curious too, of like, since you have the viewpoint of both sides, what in your opinion, like would make our industry better? I mean, you've experienced both sides of this. So like, what would make that relationship between the performer and the creative team better? What would make the audition process better? Um, any of your thoughts on that? I actually think what I originally thought is starting to kind of happen especially from the pandemic, because everyone got shut down, whether you were a performer, a choreographer, the producer that, you know, whoever you were, we were shut down. Um, and everyone went through this time of not working and the stress and wanting a job again. So it kind of, it kind of put us all together in a sense. I feel like, I feel like there's been more camaraderie in the audition room. I feel like there has been more connection for the people behind the table for when I first moved to New York. And again, this matters on, of course, what you're auditioning for and who the team is. Uh, I felt like there was such this like huge space in between the little auditioner and like the people sitting behind the table. Like there just felt to be this huge gap uh, that I did not like. You know, no one wants to go in the room feeling like they're less than. And I'm, I feel like at least for the ones I've been to has leveled out. I feel like we're talking with the people behind the table now. They're coming around. They're sitting in the front of the room. It's a little bit more chill. It's a little bit more like, hey, we're on this together. Let's see who, you know, who can get a job today. And if not, we'll see you in a couple months for another one. Uh, there, it's been more of a, a less, I, I have, I mean, not to like quote a chorus line, but like, God, I need this job. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's more of like more will come. Things will come. You all are doing such a good job. And I, I feel like we need that camaraderie. We need that support from both sides because this is hard what we do. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's not like we just get to go in and dance. Like there's a lot of stress that goes with that. And there is a lot of need that goes with that. And, and I feel like both sides are starting to come together in that same feeling now. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've rambled for a bit. No, but no, no. I, it's very clear to me what you're saying. Okay, great. Yeah. I, I yeah. New things at once, but yeah. Yeah, totally. I think because we've talked about this a lot in Amplified Artists too, of like inside of it being this ladder of like the performers down here and the producers up here and like every, like there's this hierarchy. It's like, it's a round table and it's a circle and like everyone needs everyone else because no one can do their job without the other people in the circle. Um, and that's something I know like I try to do in my, you know, audition settings, but I'll, especially in rehearsal, like having this 
collaborative ideas. But like just saying from the beginning, like, I don't care if it's my idea, your idea, the best idea wins. Like, I don't care if it's like someone just walking through, someone's mom walking through and saying an idea, if that's the best idea in the room, like that, we'll take it, you know, it's, it, and for people not to feel that, you know, there's like this, this ladder, like I was saying, it gets to like this question too, of like awards, like when someone wins an award for, let's say best choreography, it's, it's always like a little bit, like for me, it just feels a little unsettling because it's like, well, yes. And it was their vision and yes, they like, you know, did all the production means and like it, that that's all true. All that stuff is true. However, like, you know, like when you're in the room, you might come in with like a step, but like no one really feels, it doesn't feel comfortable with people's bodies. So then we change the step or like, someone's like, you know, could I do the lift like this instead? This will be easier for me to do. And like, yes, like the dancers are so much a part of the choreography process. The actors are so much a part of the directing process. Like the, the artists, I, I feel like it's so much more of a collaboration. And then like, we compartmentalize like best actor, best director, best choreographer. And I don't know, I just find it like, I don't know if you feel that same kind of like uneasiness about it or whatever, where it's like, well, we're all really doing this together. So why are we like singling and like separating? Do you think like that too? Or is that just me? No, I've actually just never thought of that. This never really crossed my mind. When you were saying it, what kept popping into my mind is, is I feel like we need to also think that like a win for one can be a win for many. Yes. It's not like a win for one is a, is a lose for some. So like even a relationship, if someone books something, it should be a win for both of you, not just for that one person. And right. insane in a setting, like if the best choreographer goes to that one person, it should hopefully feel like a win for, for everyone who's in that company. Because yeah, you're so right. Especially in like new works and such, like you're, you're working together. It's, it's this wonderful collaborative process that everyone should get some recognition on. I've never thought mm. about that. Very cool to think about what we do is so cool what'd you say yes what we do is so cool oh yeah yes talk about it uh oh and also back to what i was saying before of how things i think have changed also i've noticed the performers are being nicer to each other that's amazing like in the in the holding rooms and such the couple auditions and luckily callbacks that i've been able to go to that have been in the room everyone is so nice it's the coolest group of people i wish i had a job also just to hang out with all yes like the performance. I'm so excited. And I was like, yes, I love this. I hope we keep this. Yes, I know. Well, I think maybe we will. Like maybe going through the pandemic shook enough of that stuff out of the system so that we all, you know, stay grateful for these opportunities and these things we get to do because like you can see how quickly it gets taken away. And, you know, it's a it's a joy and a privilege to be an artist. It's a lot of hard work, but there's a lot of joy that comes with it too. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else that like we didn't touch on that you wanted to share things you're working on or other thoughts you have? Uh, other, well, I mean, honestly, if anyone out there is watching and wants to be in a cut dancers video, hit me up. I am on the social medias. Uh, literally anyone can join. It's not audition based. And even though I say cut dancers of New York, just cause it's obviously a play on dancers of New York, uh, this is also for singers, people who consider themselves movers. I'm still going to call you a dancer, though. Uh, actors, writers. I want to somehow incorporate everyone, not just dancers. So hopefully the future videos will encompass everything. So even if you you don't think like, oh, I'm not a dancer and you want to be in a video, I will find a place for you. I promise. It's one of the most fun things I actually get to do is making up different things. Like I have seen sometimes in front of in front of a video. So like. People can just be in a scene if they don't want to dance or move or anything. That's awesome. Uh, 
So yeah, if anyone wants to be a part of it, just find me and you're in. Done. Yeah, well, we'll link to it on the on the page where this video is, and the, and the, if this is a podcast too, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, okay. What? Where can people find you? Like what? Me personally, yeah. Or yeah. Well, both. both, both. So where you personally, but then also the cut dancers too. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Uh, my Instagram is largepurepot92. Uh, and then Cut Dancers of New York. It's just Cut Dancers of New York is the handle. Uh, so yeah. Cool. On your website? Oh, I'm so duh. <laughs> I haven't been asked this question so long. I was like, I don't know. On the social media, on your phone. Yeah. Uh, my website, yes. And there is a Cut Dancer section yeah. on my website as well www.laurapierpont.com. Um, so again, just my name.com. You'll see everything you need to know there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was really like enlightening. And I, I love this idea of like making it fun and like thinking about the joy of it when, when we get scared about something, like, I think that's an awesome like tidbit for people to take away from this and just hearing like you're, you're to me, it's like, you seem like you're doing so many things and you just do it. Like you do with joy. Like you don't seem, you know, afraid of anything. You just kind of go and and take the stress out of it. So like, I think it's awesome for people to see that. And it's like a good reminder, even for myself to be like, you know, what? just like, let it go. Let's just enjoy this and see what happens. Yeah. So, life be short. Yes. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. So many great things in that combo. And I really do love what Laura is doing with Cut Dancers of New York. Community is so very important. And speaking of community, this is why we have a scholarship program for Amplified Artists, so that there are no barriers for people joining our community. So like I said in the episode, I'll put in the description below the links to both our scholarship program and also how to sponsor a scholarship for an artist if you have the means and desire to do so. So if you want to be part of our community but truly can't afford it, definitely check out our sponsored scholarships. That said, we do price a membership to make it as affordable as possible. At the time of this recording, it's only $39 a month and there's no contracts. You can come and go as you please. $39 a month is cheaper than two dance classes. It's also cheaper than just one voice lesson or one acting lesson. Plus, there are over $1,200 worth of industry discounts, so it more than reimburses you. But wherever you are in your finances, know that you are welcome to join us and there is that scholarship option if you need it. Before we wrap up here, don't forget you can get my three-part branding formula guide and worksheet on my website at jimcooney.me forward slash branding or by following the link in the show notes. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe. And while you're there, please give the show a five-star review, especially if you think this podcast will be helpful for someone else. It really does make a difference. If you've got any questions on anything we've talked about today, give a shout out to me. I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Jim Cooney NYC. Remember, there is no one else on the planet who is just like you. Be true to the gifts you have and who you are. Thanks for tuning in today. Now, here is a little preview of next week's episode. I will see you then. Let's be clear on what a reel is. It is a tool to book you work. The only job it has is to convince people to hire you. And it does this by giving them the feelings of excitement and trust that they need to feel. Anything you do to get in the way of that works against you. So in order to not sabotage yourself, we're going to look at five things you need to avoid doing in your reels. 